We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The sound of the final buzzer means it's hangover time. So grab a drink and join your host, Alphonse Sidney, for a Miami Heat Beat post-game show. Heat win! Heat win! We didn't have to make no trades. The Heat still win. <laughs> <laughs> Look at them. They all run around. Ooh, let me get James Harden. Ooh, let me get Ben Simmons. Serge Ibaka's going to change. Fuck y'all. Don't need no fucking trades. <laughs> All we did was boot KZ's dumb ass out of here. Get out of here, Bambi, <laughs> with, your, with, your, with, your, with your reindeer legs. We don't need all that trade shit. And guess who's still here, Brass? Guess who's still here? I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving! <laughs> Drunken Hive, we here, baby. Drunken Hive is here. I said, I said, Duncan was gonna go three for eleven from three tonight, and I was gonna sleep like a baby. He went two for ten, and I'm still gonna sleep like a baby because we still motherfucking won by fifteen points once again on this road trip. The Heat hold another team below one hundred points. It's twenty twenty two. That shit ain't easy, brother. Like they are out here whooping ass, taking names. And they don't give a fuck about no trades. Fuck your trade deadline. Fuck your narratives. Karan Butler said that shit on Twitter today. Fuck the narratives. Reality is all we need. Take me out, brass. Fucking trade deadline. Fucking get out of my goddamn face with all these fucking trades. All this fucking bullshit. All I need is what I got. I, we got our own back. Get out of here with all that. <laughs> <laughs> fucking... Bong will get mad at me. Fuck Marcus Morris. I got PJ Tucker, baby. <laughs> we thought we lost PJ tonight, though. didn't have him, but whatever. And guess what? You see, she did not smile. And y'all didn't have him. He just said, oh, y'all need me? He rubbed some tussin on his whatever. motherfucking ligaments. And yeah, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. He said, pass the tussin, please. Let me see you rub some tussin. That shit is hard. You know, whatever. Mark, Go Marquis been rubbing tussin phrasing. on his... Marquis has right. been tussing on his neck for Whatever. six months. <laughs> and he said, you ain't using it right. You got to get, get it all in the ligaments. Yeah, deep. whatever. You got to get the tussing in deep to the bone. Do your show. Do your show. 
PJ need to teach the Morris brothers how to use a motherfucking Tussin. I didn't know he was going to go to Tussin this early. Brass, let's find out where everybody's drinking. <laughs> PJ put Vicks on his knee. Listen, it's stronger he, than Vicks. I'm telling you, he used whatever. He, he in, in Haiti, we just boil some leaves from the backyard, and that shit will cure anything. That's My it. auntie used to not even look at what leaves she was pulling. Fucking boiled poison <laughs> ivy and made tea out of that motherfucker. And guess what? Guess what? My congestion was gone immediately. <laughs> Extra synovial fluid. He, PJ got a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I'm just happy. I'm listen. We hey, oh, hey, hey, Frank Peppers. I don't know the words. I don't either. I still haven't learned that shit. <laughs> just, in my head, I'm, it's going right now. <laughs> no subs. You'll get off to sing it eventually. There we go. Two hundred subs, and I we have we we're, we got some subs today on that uh that that pregame and trade deadline show. Y'all had a bunch of subs. Good job. Uh, he Thank beat you. Went alive. Check Thank out you. the the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast from, Heat Beat went live at 6 o'clock after the trade deadline. Went for an hour and a half into the Weird Al pregame show. Covered all the trades. Covered everything we, uh, everything the Heat did, everything the league did. Really good show. Check it out on the pod, uh, on the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. I, are you, did you put it on YouTube, G? Uh, he, don't worry. G put it on YouTube. I saw his head nod. <laughs> So we're gonna go to Bond first and see if G got his shit fixed. Bond, or Bond over here. Bond, what are you drinking tonight and who is your player of the game? Oh, okay. So tonight we have um, some Kendall Jackson and my player of the game is an aggressive, power forward, playing ass Bam Adebayo. Mm. Um, Bam at the four. This, yeah, listen. This is what I've been asking for. This is what I've been begging for. Um, no, and in all honesty, in all honesty, he's he's looked really, really, really good the last four games. Um, the first game was a lot of PG or uh, the first of the four that that Raptors game, right? Was a lot of uh, Kyle and Gabe setting him up as they do. Like, you know, that's that's how they play. That's how they've been playing the game. What I've been asking for is for this dude to just pick his spots, take what they give to you. Um, and just be decisive and be aggressive about it. And he's done that. He's looked like that. Um, the, the jumper is pretty is smooth. The, the touch is there. The aggression getting downhill. He doesn't even look like he's thinking about things. People are kicking him the ball. He might kick it right back. They'll give it right back. And he, automatically he's going. Like he, ever since whatever game that was, again, shout out Alex, he tweeted um, Bam's quote. And, in, in, and his quote that night felt like the the – the the quote that night felt like um yeah, we can hear you yeah like the quote that night felt like um it actually clicked for him that this is how he needs to play and not just you know, empty words of i have to be more aggressive and bam you're i got a lot of bam big opinions but that's later spo went back to 1994 tonight brought out the two bigs he was like i'm gonna give you Patrick Ewing and Charles Oakley. Fuck it. Let's go. I learned from Pat Riley. I learned from the King. Uh, G, are you there yet? I'm here. Can you hear me? What yes. Do you drink? Yes. Now we can hear you. What are you drinking tonight? And who was your player of the game? And why is it Kyle Lowry with a triple-double? Triple-double Kyle Lowry. Uh, I don't know. We've, we've been live for an hour and a half, and I produced a new show prior to that. So I've been on air for 
about six hours. So I'm dead. So I'm having a little tea tonight. Heat win, a little tea. Kyle Lowry triple double. Put that last play in the Hall of Fame, by the way. The the one that the Jimmy uh to to behind the head to Kyle to Bam finish. I mean, we Kyle need to blocked. Hall of Fame. That was actually it, a Kyle miss, but I feel you. I feel that's you. amazing. Just culture. That what what a what a heat what a heat play. <laughs> Shout out a little tea, yeah. Celebrate. No trades. Mm-hmm. Fuck that shit. We don't need that. <laughs> no trades. <laughs> Um, Brass, what are you drinking tonight? And who is your player of the game? Uh, Bro, your hangover time shirt looking crispy. Oh yeah, it's like you got different colors than I did. Looking, looking good. I think it's your camera. My you didn't go with the black. I did. My should be looking faded as fuck. Well, I'm white, so it's more contrast. Oh, <laughs> I'm black um, so, Brass. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my uh, my. By the way, there you go. Um, Tonight, because we're finally at the end, the trade deadline is over. It's gone. It's done. Dusted. It's over. Uh, we, I, so I made to commemorate that. I made a drink, a tiki drink called a Trade Winds, uh, which is um, lemon juice, coconut cream. I made some fresh coconut cream, apricot brandy, a light rum, and a dark Jamaican rum, and it's uh, very tasty and delicious. Um, speaking of tasty and delicious, my favorite player of the game is also going to be not Kyle Lowry, but Bam out of fucking bio because that guy again, he is putting up monster numbers. He is absolutely dominating, and he is playing the way that we have told him for years that Bam <laughs> grabbed the other team by the fucking <laughs> balls, dude, and he's doing that lately. So I love what he's doing, man. Bro, he's you a know monster. who else? Is grabbing people by the balls. Our subscribers, Heat Nation, WBP, thank you for the tier one sub. Dr. Dolphin, subscribe with Prime. Thank you so much for your patronage. If you have Amazon Prime, you have access to a free subscription by clicking the link below in chat. Adam's a man. Just subscribe with Prime right now. Look at that. Our audience is great. They're they're, they're crispy. (laughs) Not in the to beat those allegations. Some of that ball handling load. Jesus um, Kenny, what are you drinking tonight, and who was your player of the game? So I have an explanation for my drink, but I'm drinking Publix lemonade. My player of the game <laughs> is um, my player of the game is we always ignore him for whatever reason, even though he's the best player on the team. I'm going Jimmy Butler. I mean, All right? Yeah, he does what he does. We get used to it. I understand it's what he's supposed to do. He's the best player on the team. But he was hoping tonight. I, he finished with what, 31, 29, some shit like that. I don't 29. know. I don't check the box score. 29. Jimmy and Bam both finished with 29. I did not mention yeah. that shit to start off because I was too worried <laughs> and, about the trades. And that's impressive for Bam. He's been, like I said on the timeline, like aggressive. That's lazy at this point. This motherfucker's being violent out there. But I'm going with Jimmy. And my explanation for the drink is. I was gone for like a week. So I saw some people asking. I wasn't out being responsible. That's not my style. I was catching up on Euphoria, and now I'm scared to like not be sober because Ruby out there fucking up. So take me out, bros. So that's the explanation for Lemonade. Yo, Where else I'll... do you get basketball talk and Euphoria references? And by the way, look, hey, shout out to Spider Man. Shout out to Spider Man. All due respect to Spider Man, but listen. He has a name, but okay. He, I don't care. He's Spider Man forever. The, the little weird one that I don't like that much. Whoa. But, man, Zendaya, you know what? Let's talk basketball. 
Yeah, let's, that's a good idea. Hold on, wait a second. After I, by the way, that's slanderous. And after I mentioned that you get a Prime sub, JS Smooth 14 subscribe with Prime, Rito the Kid subscribe with Prime, Harry Steve subscribe with Prime, What Fig Said subscribe with Prime, JCUCF03 subscribe with Prime. We have a fucking hype train going. Look at that. Amazon gives us free shit. Thanks, Jeff Bezos. Let go. Uh, Frankie. Thank you, Jeff Bezos. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos, but also um, thank you. <laughs> Frankie, what are you drinking tonight, and who was your player of the game? So uh, I'm drinking a bottle of Stella Rosé. Always mix it up with the camera reverse. Frankie, can you sing Peppas? Oh, there you go. No, he, does, he said he doesn't know. That, you sing Peppas, buddy. We're, we're getting closer. Um, and my player of the game, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm kind of mad I, I didn't prepare for this because I have an I'm trying Jennifer's t-shirt and CJ McCollum, player of the game, six for 21 <laughs> in his Pelicans debut. He did not fly tonight. Uh, he fought, he was very close to the sun. Uh, probably swam a little bit. He, he sunk pretty deep tonight. Uh, but And, and I'm also going to cheat. I'm going to put PJ Tucker because everybody was I, – I went went to the, the take a shower. The lost his shit. And I, I thought PJ died. These tweets coming out. Oh, same. I thought PJ was was retiring from basketball. I thought he was gonna play like have to be rolled off the court in a stretcher. I did not know what was going on. And then I I turn on the fourth quarter and he's fucking he hits the, the dagger three. I'm like, what? Where? <laughs> what was this? <laughs> fucking great game. Great great performance from Bam and everybody. And I, I love this fucking team because they can play so many styles, win so many different ways. And I'm drinking, drinking straight, straight from the bottle tonight. Let's go, guys. Hey, there we go. So we have another sub. Mr. Look Nice, subscribe to Tier 1. We have Rio SJG, subscribe with Prime. We might get to our sub goal of 200 for the month. And Alpha may have to sing Peppas for the audience at some point. Somebody go ahead and teach me Spanish first. Because <laughs> I just learned Suavemente. And I'm working on this. Besame. You just learned that? You quiero sentir tus labios. Besándome otra vez. I hit him with that Robocop. Suavemente. Besame. Tus labios. Okay, well, I'm drinking frankly organic vodka, grapefruit flavor with cinnamon. It's fucking amazing. If you guys, if you have not tried frankly organic vodka, go out to Total Wine or they have it at Publix now. Shit is amazing, by the way. Um, and my player of the game is none <laughs> other than Duncan Robinson. Let's go. Duncan, <laughs> baby. Hey. <laughs> Never gonna give you up. Never yes, gonna let, let you, you down. down. Never gonna turn around. <laughs> and desert you. Fucking Ashley over here. <laughs> Look at this it's... man. Look at this. Yes. Oh, look at this. Cool as shit. Uh, cool as shit. He karaoke. Bad karaoke. Talk about how. We gotta talk about how that song so fucking cold. After a while, I didn't mind getting Rick rolled. Like, all right, we're gonna <laughs> Can you watch the whole video? <laughs> I'm watching the whole video every time. I don't, I don't want to see this hood fight no more. I'm cool. I'm never going to give you up. <laughs> My man looked like old people was jamming. Had a deep voice. <laughs> never going to give you up. You felt like he loved that woman. He loved her. You could tell. Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. We love you, Duncan. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're not getting but that content off, nowhere else. This offseason, though. <laughs> I'm a long shot. Let me tell you, two first-round picks, Duncan and Hero might get you something. Just, that's, it's, we're not doing trade talk today. Y'all mm. did that shit earlier. We're going to talk about this game, and I'm going to skip G. I normally go clockwise, but I'm going to give it to Bond real quick because they played the two-big lineup multiple times tonight, and we've been talking all the time about how they need a backup four because we don't know what's happening with Keith. And then you saw what happened to P.J. Tucker tonight. Is the backup four just Bam? <laughs> like, is that what it is? Like- backup four has been just Bam. Bam should have been somewhere near the four position more comfortably. <clears throat> um, what the two what the two big lineup does, um, it kind of helps Bam actualize the things that we think Bam is, right? I tweeted that I think playing two bigs um, actually does favors for his depoy case, right? You're able to weaponize and to use him in a way that doesn't make you vulnerable and easily to be exploited on the backside. Yeah, he does his fair share of, of, you know, keeping the ball in front. But when they do get it in, you have Pascal abusing Gabe or you have, you know, whomever else down there, um, you know, just making our people look small when you have a Bam and a Deadman or a Bam and Yurt. And I had a lot, I have some stuff I want to talk about Bam and Yurt later, but they're able to be aggressive out front and, and still know that they're um, secure and taken care of in the back. And then offensively, um, that's just a, a, a combination of Bam just, again, turning it on and deciding like, this is how I need to play. And they are finding ways and spaces um, with, with two bigs on the floor that actually make it look good. And Bam being aggressive um, is the thing that is going to take them over the top. Like, yeah, the the backup four should be Bam. Um, and, and this is one of the reasons I've been calling for Bam at the four, because I like length and, and, and athleticism and what he can give you at that spot. And I think it's looked good. Gee, one of the things like Bond and I always argue about the Bam and uh, is he a five, is he a four? One of the, one of the reasons that I'm always like Bam as a five is because first of all I think his best position is a five right and and because offensively no matter what they do he plays the five like offensively defensively he can roam but offensively he plays the five when you don't have Jimmy in there because Jimmy you know almost plays a four role a classic four role when you don't have Jimmy in there is there room. You know, instead, if you're if you're worried about a backup four role in the playoffs, is there room for more big uh, two big lineups when Jimmy's sitting? 
I think it depends. So, like, I thought today it made sense to have Kyle with that unit because even if the spacing is not perfect, pace allows you to have better spacing because you kind of get yourself in mid-transition, right? There was a play where Kyle was in mid-transition. Yurt set, like, a like a little down screen. He rolled to the basket. Bam kind of rolled on the other side. And it, it was a lot of motion, and it's I think all starts with kind of your point guard. A, being able to shoot, and B, kind of getting you in gear. So I like the looks with Lowry specifically, not so much with Jimmy. But I think it depends on the matchup, right? Because if you have Yurt in the game and if you're playing, you know, and I thought Nikias articulated this really nicely on the pod uh, yesterday uh, or the day before, I, I the day before, he's like, you really want Yurt kind of or Deadman running out on that closeout on Brook Lopez on that pick and pop, right? Because you're going to have him in a drop. So it's things like that that we have yet to see. I'd like to see them tested against some more shooting and more kind of uh, stretchy bigs. And like, hey, let's see if they can make that rotation out. Because if they're going to be in a drop, you know, they're going to have to make that. And if they're going to kind of contain the ball handler, they're going to have to kind of get back out there. So I think it's yet to be seen. I thought the offense today looked a lot better than I expected it. I thought the yurt high-low stuff was good. So, you know, so far so good. But I think there's questions to be answered in terms of how they fared defensively against certain teams. Kenny, uh, Troppy Baby mm-hmm. Alex Salido in the chat says Kyle needs to be stable to those double big spurts, but I don't I don't know if that's is I don't know if that's that hard, right? Like the rotations are rotations for a reason. Like you move guys in and out, and if if your answer at the backup four, you know, for the time being or for you know going further, is Bam basically your backup four offensively and your five defensively, and you move guys around, like there's enough there. We have enough in sports term, we have enough to make that work, uh, especially like on a night where Caleb can't uh, be your backup for. And let's say mm-hmm. you're playing a team where Caleb is too damn small to be the backup for. Like, you can go to this lineup a little bit more. Yeah, I did want to point that out, too. So I was – so I do think Bam is a five, but Bam is also Bam. He can kind of do whatever he wants, like somebody in the chat said. So him at the four is also great. Now, we have seen him obviously look much better with a Jay Carter and with a P.J. Tucker, but we have Eric Spolster. He can definitely figure out these two big lineups. I mean, Deadman, he's been knocking shots down when he needs to. I'm still not really understanding the yurt thing yet. He has to, like, get with a shooting coach. But right now, but he, he is developing, and development looks like development. So it's going to take time. I'm sure next year he'll be fine. But, yeah, the Bam at the four and Deadman at the five, especially depending on which team they go against, like let's say it's a Milwaukee or somebody who can trot out two bigs, you can counter that with them. I mean, they tried it last year in the playoffs. It didn't work out because it was so new. They weren't used to each other. But I think now in these last – It was too late for that shit by that yeah, point. Yeah, now these last 27, 26 games, start trying that out now just in case you run into one of those teams. Frankie, you gonna be okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kenny, but Frankie out here just yeah. hitting hard, man. I mean, <laughs> taking that right to the head, man. Like, how can we how can we say we've seen Bam play best as a five when we haven't really seen him play as a four? Are you talking about like younger Bam, like two years ago, Bam? It's True. really I mean, a year and a half ago because the bubble the, the bubble <laughs> fucked up our internal clock. I mean, we, you know, the funny thing is, when I was in the locker room, I remember humble brag, even though I fucking hated it. I, when I was in the locker room, uh, Myers Leonard would complain because basically he had to play the power forward position and he felt he was a center. Uh, but he was on offense, he was standing at the three point line. 
because you couldn't play a traditional five next to Bam. So he had he had to be a volume three point shooter, and he was a good shooter. But the fact is, like he would only get off four threes a game. And where when Jay Crowder came in, what they realized is Jay is going to shoot. To me, like it's never been about how good you shoot next to Bam. It's about how willing of a shooter you are, because that makes the defense uh, that makes the defense react to you. And especially when you're out there with Jimmy, like Jimmy, the problem with Bam at the five is or Bam at the four is not Bam. The problem is Jimmy. Yeah, he don't have to be on the floor for them lineups. This but that's what I'm saying. The if, you, if Jimmy's off the he floor, and Ka- I like it when Jimmy's off the floor. Uh, yeah. But, Frankie, what I wanted to ask you is, like, I'm enjoying the fact that the Heat are so confident right now mm-hmm. that they out here playing they, – they're playing, uh, you know, they're, they're trying things against a team on the road. Like, the Heat feel like they're that badass right now. <laughs> you know, like, if you're a bad team, you don't try no funky new shit on the road, even if it's against the Pelicans. Like, you just try to stick to your game and try to win. The Heat are out here trying new shit on the road against the Pelicans. I feel like that's a, it's a sign of a confident-ass team. Well, Alf, when you're a top 15 coach of all time. All time. And you've got all the security that that G thinks you can shit on the court. I, I believe fired. that. <laughs> uh, I think uh, he's just going to try whatever he needs to. And honestly, um, I'll joke aside, like, I, I think it's a great opportunity to just try shit. Like, I, I – had questions about the big uh, lineups last year, but it was mostly because I didn't think they had the the personnel to fit it around them. Like uh, the Kyle, you know, Kyle uh, playing with them and, and organizing the offense, directing everything, moving the ball instead of like going back to Jimmy and holding and, and there are two guys clogging the paint. It, it makes so much more sense with Kyle because he's swinging it around, finding the advantage, uh, moving the ball, attacking the creases, getting the ball to the right guy. Um, and, and they're using Duncan, I mean, uh, Deadman in the, the dribble handoff he, uh, and he having Bam in the dunker spot, you saw there were plays where they, they threw Deadman a lob and they didn't even rotate cause they were afraid that, uh, Bam was going to get the lob yep. on the other side. So you needed that kind of playmaking advantage. Cause, um, you, you missed that, you missed that aspect of the offense. And like, I don't think it's a coincidence that Bam's been playing as well as he's been playing lately. Since Kyle's been back, uh, you finally have a guy who's looking big first. Hey, big's wide open on the pick and roll. Let me give it to him. And uh, I, I was tired of Je- uh, Bam almost hitting his head on the fucking backboard <laughs> and, and not getting the fucking ball. Uh, it, it's been great to see. I like this. Yeah, yo, Dave, I have not, I'm at my girlfriend's house. <laughs> I have like 15 comments about me breaking up my girlfriend. Why did you broke up with your girlfriend? No, I didn't. He's like, yo, he's breaking the, the pain away. He's got his breakup hoodie on. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <Damn. Chill out. laughs> breakup hoodie. Create a whole story. Take him out, Brass, before he starts crying. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> uh, I did want to say it is, it's an exciting time to be a Heat fan. And I think we all need yeah, to yeah. to yeah. soak this in and just and enjoy yeah, this because Spo is now officially, without question, a top fifteen NBA coach of all time. We all knew this, oh, yeah. but of now it's time. proven of all time. Now, that's now it's been, now now that's that's people play. Like, now it's <laughs> official. And not only that, we have seen Spo coach for years now, and I and I think what we have seen from Spo this season 
it really started peaking in the, in the bubble, but I think even he's improved even since then. He's he is as good a coach now as he has ever been. And this team has so the pieces on this team are there are so many different combinations in which you could throw stuff out. And we haven't even seen all the combinations, but he tinkers with lineups and he gets success with lineups. And on top of that, just like last season, when the team was was kind of was floundering around the trade deadline and we were last year, we were clamoring for trades and we got a trade in Victor Oladipo. And now we still made that same trade this year <laughs> because we're Victor Oladipo is going to be coming soon. And it's, just, I, I know there are some people out there a little disappointed that other teams made moves. And listen, it wasn't that the Heat were cocky that they they chose they chose not to make a move. No, they chose not to make a lateral move. They're only gonna yep. they're only gonna make a move and go for a player if it's going to substantially help their chances at winning a title this year. And I got news for you, there wasn't a fucking deal out there that was really gonna do that. But, but they still, to me, they're still in driver's seat to be able to win a title this year. And this they because of the the picks and the, and the pick swap that they did with with KZ and uh sorry, thank you for your time KZ. Um <laughs> uh well, we they can they they still are in a position to make those moves going forward uh in this offseason. So they still they can play the front office can play, Spo can play and we can sit back and just enjoy the ride. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f***ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And and and, told, 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 told. and don't say Rui Hachimura to me anymore either. No, like, what are we even doing with that? Oh my god! I don't mind. I know I didn't mind that. I didn't. Mind. We'll, you know what? We're after after this. We're gonna get back to. I kind of want to talk about the guys that are available uh, on a, on the buyout market. Uh, I want to talk about some of the. You know, some we got we got Deadman's Garage. We got Bonds Breakdown. We got the Gaga guy of the game. But I would be remiss to forget. That this is Black History Month, right? <laughs> right, guys. Very important. Like you, you, you I, listen. I, I see what G trying to distract from what's important right now. <laughs> it's February, okay? It's Black History Month, and a lot of people are tuned in to see, you know, because every 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 episode we're teaching people new things about Black History Month, and I feel like the audience loves it. And tonight we're going to teach you some things about Rosa Parks that you might not have known. So go ahead, Brass. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. Looking black in time. 
Rosa Louise Macaulay Parks was an American activist in the civil rights movement best known for her role in the Montgomery bus boycott. On December 1, 1955, Parks rejected a bus driver's order to vacate a row of seats in favor of a white passenger. The white passenger referred to this pivotal moment as an integration situation, but the phrase never caught on. This was another edition of Looking Black in Time. <laughs> Important history. Yo, I, love learning. Learning. I love learning things. <laughs> yeah, I'll play it. I'll play it again. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. Looking black in time. Rosa Louise Macaulay Parks was an American activist in the civil rights movement best known for her role in the Montgomery bus boycott. On December 1st, 1955, <laughs> Parks rejected a bus driver's order RJ. to vacate a row of seats in favor of a white passenger. The white passenger referred to this pivotal moment as an integration situation, but the phrase never caught on. <laughs> this was another edition of Looking Black in Time. <laughs> I learned something new. I learned something new. Hey, and I'm 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 off that train too. I, I was the last one. I was like, listen, Crotty's a horrible announcer, but it's kind of funny. And tonight, that shit went away instantly. He said, he said, a rebounding type foul on a missed situation. <laughs> like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Man, when is the bag? Jesus. That's his dream shake. That's the karate dream shake. <laughs> That's his dream shake. Did you guys hear Eric Reed say he was going to push the quote BAM agenda? Yeah. Man saying he agenda on there. He situation like twice. He also, yeah. he, he, that man's a rare form. Career year for Eric Reed. As, as he's, as far, he's fucking oh with karate on the situation shit, which I love. Did you hear how they started the game? No. He said, this is uh beware folks or whatever he said this is one of those arenas where all the fans stand until they make the first basket and so the few people that are here are going to be standing it was the bubble he was like the few people that are here i'm john you look at the crowd there's like three there's like four dudes standing up a patch patch over here like three people over here like six down here Eric I Reed has this is his best year ever. This is Eric's no. this is Eric's Mona Lisa. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, last year, last year, year. Last no, year when last he year, started you roasting on Blake for no what reason. What he did to Blake Griffin. That was a sixty oh, point game for him. <laughs> that was a precursor. That was a precursor. Legitimately, I hope you. I, I wish you guys were around for for Doctor Jack, man, because like though that was the the prime time for. <laughs> that, that's, that was the best duo. Tony, Tony's amazing. I, I love and miss Tony, but like Dr. Jack was was the best. I came around Mike Fatello, but the team was bad, so it wasn't you know, whatever. Mike for, no, I don't know. I've never heard a Heat fan once talk about missing Mike Fratello. Nobody missing yeah, Mike Fratello because they were there. bad at the time, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. He out here telestrating bullshit. <laughs> Yo, shout out yeah. to that Paul You Know 3 for the prime sub. Man, you got you guys have really come through today. By the way, 
We're, we're getting close to the sub goal. We're getting close. I think we'll reach it. Oh, um, I do want – I'm going to go behind the curtain because I don't know what's happening. Twitch, switch rules, switch rules. Don't do it, don't do it. Don't do it. God damn it. That's just a preview. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going behind the scenes right now because I don't know what we're we, – do we have Bonds Breakdown? Yes. Okay, and we have Deadman and we have Gaga. Ga Spoiler alert, but yes. Okay, which one do you want to do first? I'm asking you right now. I'm just going behind the curtain. I've had a little bit too much Frankly Organic, and I didn't know what we had for sure. You pick it. Let's go. Uh, let's go Gaga Ga of the game. Okay. So this was just Bam continuing to be aggressive. Like he was all night. Um, just doing what a big man's supposed to do. Gabe beats a man off the dribble, goes for the layup. Um, I mean that this is a play that G was talking about earlier on the fast break. Bam was just following, using his size, and just on me bitch ass. Like it was tonight was just I didn't even look real. No, it's just like Jimmy. It's floating, man. You should have. Springy as fuck today. And Deadman. Oh my Deadman. Lift. Deadman replaced the shots in his hips tonight. Got <laughs> <laughs> like, one of the mechanical, you know, you know, not the hand crank, but he has he the said, he, I'm getting these struts right here because you know when you get old, the hip be going first. <laughs> I tell, I was, I was shook when Deadman went down. I was shook. obviously PJ Tucker. We were all like, oh, Grass, fuck. we were on a call together. We were, we were like, we were screaming. We were, we were, but uh, I I could tell when when they when they played it back, I could tell Demon got hit in the face, so I was less concerned. But like, I mean, it looked like he slipped on some oil. Yo, Spo but... was mad at Demon for that kid. Y'all saw that? Spo was like, "Get your Spo don't play that." <laughs> really? You, you got face a little bit. Spo was like, "Get your ass up and play defense," because they scored on that play. And Spo was no. Spo called timeout, and he didn't even look at Demon. He just walked past his ass like. Iverson on Ty Lue just walk over. <laughs> Top fifteen of all time. I tell you though, like I did like, not, I did not, I did not agree with Spo putting PJ back in the game though. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't love injury. it. He, he slightly grazes me. Man, I was scared. Man, not worth. I don't think it's worth pissed. it. I don't think it's worth it. You're also scared. Yeah, but the thing that I remember is PJ is just old. Like. PJ, he's old. Nobody above 27 has decent yeah. knees. He's fine. Wow, wow. Wait, wait, wait. What you talking about? No, no. I'm 29, and if I get up right now, my knees are going to sound like a Just Blaze kick drum. Are you okay? I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> That's true as fuck. Sometimes I'll be fucking my wife. She's like, oh, Giannis she is back up. He's fine. What? She's sleep. What? I'll be fucking You're on the air. Talking with my okay. wife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we be on the couch. I'm like, I'm like listen to this. <laughs> And I just be, I be flexing my leg out, and my knee just popped like eighteen. I got no cartilage left. Johnson um, down the throat. Hot after dark. I said, Jesus "Fucking with my wife, bro." I didn't hear the with. Bonnie you, already Bonnie, you're with me. You didn't hear that, right? You guys are fucking you. deep. But no, but but then he said, "On the couch, like where are we going?" <laughs> I was like, you know the last time my big ass fucked on the couch? Yeah, I'm too big. Taking one right in the throat there. 
to Debbie's garage, you fucking filthy ass. <laughs> My favorite, though, is that old black man that work on everybody's car in the black neighborhood. You know, you need a little carburetor fix or something. You go to him, he be talking to you whole time with his just hanging off his lip. What you got there now? What you got a flimmer? Yeah, bring that back around here for my folk plug. It ain't no goddamn problem. I'll put a carburetor on there for you. I used to work out of plant 15 goddamn years. I'll put a carburetor on there for you. Nigga, just bring me back a pair. Boy, you know what, boy? You look like your goddamn daddy. You don't look like you, you leave. <laughs> The shirtless boy always gets me. I can tell y'all young people talking about fucking on a couch. That should take all kinds of core strength, body control. And range of motion ain't there. It's, it's not yeah, worth it. It's almost okay. as bad as the car. This is basketball show. Let's get to it. <laughs> all right. Out here showing off. Hold on. I ain't got to show off. Not me and my wife grown. Let's go find someplace comfortable. Speaking of comfortable, is it like what? Look at this. <laughs> Speaking of no cartilage in your knees, look at my man. Look at him. Look, I mean, look, I mean, that was an athletic gliding, move. gliding. Look at that first step. That man said, "I changed my fronts and my shots." He got his whole alignment fixed. I be forgetting the little. Come here, young blood. Listen, man, best back of five in the league. Of all I time. imagine him just whispering, that's too. Of all time. But you know, you know what? Why, what I liked about this play, he got this little springy ass motherfucker Jackson Hayes behind <laughs> him. He's like, get the fuck out of here, young blood. Bop. Mm-hmm. Turn the box out. <laughs> but just, every, every Heat championship team has had a great backup five. You got that Drew, absolutely you got true. Drew, Ronnie Turiaf, like. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie, look. Oh, let's go back to that. Oh, my. look at my man, y'all. Oh, old and slow, old and slow. My ass, motherfucker. <laughs> look, at, look at the move. Outran yeah. everybody. No, he didn't hey, outran run anybody. That was one hundred percent screw slowing somebody down. He said, "Oh, got you." Fuck. Yeah, because him and Gabe would lockstep. <laughs> Cash only, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying that fucking service charge. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no way he accepts Apple Pay at the garage. Right? No, 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 no. no. Come on. Not tapping a card or your phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the synchronized players. Look at the two of their legs. Oh, damn. Oh. Go back. Oh, I'll play it again. Fuck it. Look at their legs. Oh, and then it's all creaky. <laughs> Man. You know when somebody says, like, can I pay with Apple Pay? He's like, fuck Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> he, he totally writes down the credit card number, like old school. <laughs> yeah, but ironically, he's fucking hawking NFTs. <laughs> but you know he's writing down your driver's license number on the receipt. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm going to find you, motherfucker, you just in case this shit bounces. The yellow copies. Rest- Receipt. You said you ain't gonna insufficient fund my ass. Goddamn it! He said you take Apple Pay. He said fuck crypto. I don't know about that shit. Steal from me. He said I take cash money. He's the last person accepting checks. He looks. He he looks right. He looks at the dollar through the light. 
Oh no, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You trying to find that bar? He's been burned before. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, he again. Ain't. <laughs> Somebody ran through an '86. Don't <laughs> fuck with me. Uh, <laughs> yo, two quick ones right now. Just Jared '92 subbed, and I forgot Henry O eight 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 subscribed twenty minutes ago, and I missed them. Shout out to you, my man. Hell yeah. E5 Arrow in the chat says, fuck FTX. You know Devin was like, what the fuck is going on with this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> Devin was like, oh. Devin said, said, I'm calling it Staples, and that is final. <laughs> he said, are you in? He said, no, nah, I ain't in. I don't know what the fuck that shit is. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I still look at him, and I'm still like amazed that I'm older than him. Like it doesn't, it, it doesn't compute for me. But then when I saw him posting about NFTs, I'm like, well, yeah, I guess he he's closer to my age than he is to your age. It's crazy. Definitely. His grandson runs his account. Um, man, it's not him. Alf, have you heard that Matt Barnes story? I don't know if this is real. The 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 flight story with the time time zones. No, go ahead. He bought a ticket. He was going to the airport, like in, in the central time zone. And he goes, and he's flying to LA, and he said, he's like, wait, it's it's nine o'clock now. How am I getting there? And it's nine o'clock. He goes, yeah. Like they're like, what do you mean? Like the time oh, zone. He's like, I'm not getting on no goddamn time machine. Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! He asked for a refund. I bet. I bet Denver takes the bus to the West Coast. He said, I ain't doing it. Ain't gonna pull your voodoo witch tricks on me. God damn it. He misses the, he misses the good old days of, of old airport security. Hold on, this new fandangled. He you misses just be a, an honest word and a handshake would get you through. He misses where flight attendants were flight attendants. He don't like the male flight attendants. He's like, I don't do that. Don't I'll work on the planes and get a ticket. Uh, he still call them security. I don't do that. I don't fuck with these male flight attendants. His flights are never delayed because he just puts the work in himself. <laughs> yeah. well, you got an engine problem? <laughs> Excuse me, is there a mechanic on board? Oh, you got the landing gear ain't working. Well, yeah, the problem. He's He'll fly I just see that, and then all of a sudden he puts it like his fucking like eye, eye thing. I was like, I'm here. <laughs> like, I got he, like, it. Like opens one eye. Like, hmm. Right. Hmm? You know he shows up to the air- airport in coveralls, just like just in case some shit pop off. That toolbox is in the carry on. And it's in the carry on. He's he, not fucking around. He's ready. He said, "Don't don't check don't check me with that metal detector because I'm a fail." <laughs> he tells him straight up. He said, "You better pat me the fuck down." But thank me later. He's taking out he his said, wrenches and screwdrivers. He said, <laughs> he said, "Don't put me through that fucking thing that sees through my clothes." I feel like he'll MacGyver it though if he doesn't. He's like, "Yo, anybody got a toothpick? Yeah, and, and some uh, a rubber band and, and a paper clip." You know, he in the airport, so he's like, "Hey, anybody got a, uh, one of them plastic sandwich cases?" <laughs> So I'll take the sandwich too while you're at it. <laughs> I need a Starbucks cup, a straw, and a plastic sandwich case, and a and a and a Vogue magazine. Fix this shit up real quick. And make sure that sandwich box is full. What, what do you yep. need the sandwich box? Sandwich for you? I'm hungry. <laughs> Put me to work. All right. More importantly, let's get to Bond's breakdown. Jesus, Thank y'all dragged that you. out. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold up. Let me break it down. So it can forever and consistently be broke. God. Oh my god, the whole <laughs> chat is like, would y'all shut the fuck up? Quality content here on Twitch. I agree. No, that was great. Yeah, you know how much these people have been podding today? I mean, come on, people are a little loopy. This is, um, <laughs> I, don't know I just have four plays, um, and it's all, it's all bam and a big. Uh, the first one, you can go ahead. The first one, though, is with Jimmy on the floor, so pause. So we have, um, right side closeout, and then you have, that is Max, Gabe, and Deadman on the left. So you have the Jimmy Bam um, um, two man. Right now, Jimmy is going to tell Bam to post up on the other side. Um, it's, a, it's a good idea. Go ahead. Jimmy direct him. Go that way. Passes it to him open on his open side. Pause. So now you have Deadman ducking in. Bam has to like retreat dribble because he's been cut off. But you see like pieces of, of where things can happen. Max is over there in the corner. I don't know if Bam can get him that there. Go ahead. But just... It's a little clunky. Jimmy's there though. It's okay. This is where I kind of want there to be action on the other side when when Jimmy settles for for his ISO. But um, go ahead. And so now you have Bam and Yurt. Bam's going to pin down for Yurt. Pop up, duck in. Yurt Bam high low misses it, gets it, goes back up. Um, simple, wasted, no wasted motion. Uh, Bam get here is aggressive, physical on the on the clear out. Doesn't foul though. Springy and, and goes back up. Uh, it can be done, man. Um, go ahead. So defensively, pause, right? So defensively, I think um, a lot of, of what's what can be good about this is, uh, you know, of course, Bam being out front and being able to be active and keep the ball in front of him. But I like Yurt has been uh, moving his feet better. And a few times Yurt was swallowing uh, this ball handler coming off the screen. So go ahead. You have um, Yurt, Kyle, pause. Bam's alert. He's paying attention. He's he's checking what's going on. Max sees dude in the corner. So you have this ball handler out front. Go ahead. Pause. Look at it. Like that's great pressure. He gets it along the baseline and it's okay. But look how far out he's pressed. Look how far out he's pushed. Look how much space that is. Now this is where we 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 rotate, right? We recover. Go ahead. Max, it's a fine recovery. Um, and now Bam missed time to jump, but now we're we're in good position to rebound because we still have some some size down there. And then the last one, um, just even more of 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 Yurt pressing up and how high he's extending their defenses. Look at this. Press pause. He's at half court. Like this, this I think is going to 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 help them. You had Bam, who's probably your your smartest defensive IQ guy. He's in the back. He can direct. He can get other people. Um, in places, and they don't give up anything should the ball get closer. Go ahead. It's fine. He gets it out. We rotate. Bam. Stunts. Jonas is going to give him his fate. This stun again stays down. Now we're in my stance. I'm using my leverage. Kyle directing. If Yurt comes and helps quicker, you know, maybe that's something, but it that's all I have. Like, it, it can be done. It, it looks good. They have to, to work it a, a bit more, and I think there's real utility for it other than just, you know, maybe some spot minutes here and there. They get more pieces with it. They get more comfortable with it. Um, it is a good look for them, and that is going to help them with long, switchy, 
long rangey um, perimeter teams that they can do that and if Bam can maintain his um, aggression with with that. Nice. Bon, my question, I have a question for you. Do you think that that can work with Jimmy in the, on the floor? I think it can. I think like the first play, it, it kind of showed that it can. Um, they had the look there. Bam just didn't didn't have the space or like the angle to make the pass the pass like it, it can um it is gonna have to be a little bit creative like they had it one time bam is like posting up past the baseline like bam is posting up out of bounds like he's in the dunker spot like two feet out of bounds and then that's that's opening up space it's gonna look different um but I, I do think that they can do it and if they do it with jimmy in the game, he will then be the one on the ball and hopefully maybe a bit out so that the rest of the other two on the floor with the bigs can can get some space. And it would be great if they did something on the weak side so that help doesn't come right away. Yes, yes. And they're not just standing around space. Like, that, that's going to really test yep. to, to implement some weak side action uh, on the pl- those kind of plays because Bam couldn't Bam, – Bam can read it, can take a second, yep. catch it, and read and look look over just to see what's there and not just try to rush and quick. Um, that comes with experience too. But if they run something on the weak side instead of just standing around, yeah, you know, it's gonna be a lot easier for Frankie. Alf, they did they did something similar a couple of games ago. They had yeah. this Bam and Deadman in, and they had a Deadman Gabe um pick and roll, and they were rolling Deadman to the left side, but they had Max in the corner. And so, like, if you like clear Max out on like a hammer screen, get him moving, like you yeah. free that up all the way. Um, I think it can be done Gee, if they need it. My language. Now, G, you know you're. They're talking about hammer screens and all this stuff. I I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. To be honest with you, I like I just you you're in you understand all that shit. There's you know you understand that stuff. Is this something that can be done in your opinion more often with Jimmy, or is it just is it something that you do in spot minutes? I think or it's is it something minutes. that you only do when Caleb isn't available to play a small ball, small ball four? You know, I think only a Sith speaks in absolutes, so never say never. But I do nerd. think that it's Did not going to be Star Wars on me. I don't even like Star Wars, Such but I just nerd. think that's a great quote. Never say never. Never rule out if if you rule out an option. Uh, that's rule number one is don't rule out anything, right? Like you need to have an open mind and have everything on the table so that you can have as many options as you can to problem solve do i think it's going to be you know do i think it could work with jimmy depends on the matchup and and i think sometimes if jimmy you know is hitting the mid-range and has enough juice you know i think at times it looked clunky you know today even with bam and you're like they they they, and bam and deadman sometimes they get in each other's way sometimes the spacing is not good sometimes if the initial trigger gets kind of blown up they don't really have a lot and that'll come with time so as more reps and stuff like that so I think it's more of a counter than kind of a, a fulcrum, right? It's something that you can go to a ton. I don't know if they can go to it a, t- a lot against smaller teams because I do think that they're just not going to be able to defend quicker wings, particularly kind of Yurid and Deadman, who are just not too quick a foot. And if they're going to have to close out on shooters and kind of rotate on the perimeter, it's just not really what you want from them. So I think it's a spot minute thing. I think it's a matchup by matchup basis. I think if Caleb misses time, it's a natural thing to go to. It looks good. I'm not going to lie. It, it looks better than I thought. I'm not, but, and I, and I think ruling anything out is, is foolish. So, you know, work on it, get in your bag, know what you have. So when you have matchups in the playoffs, you know exactly what you have. You've all worked on it. You have game situations that you've practiced in and, you know, you have, you, you can tackle something to the best of your abilities. 
I mean, and Spoh's done something like this before in the past. He did the Bosch and, and Birdman lineups. He did it with uh, Mario and Norris Cole. The difference, the biggest difference is we don't have a waste of space like Norris Cole on the court right now. Uh, they oh, play whoa, whoa. Norris Cole is oh, an awful awesome basketball player. You saw how high oh. he jumped when oh. Ray was trying to make <laughs> three. I mean, come on. That's contribution. That's two-time uh, NBA champion Norris Cole, though. He is. Imagine and winning a championship your first two years in a league, man. Yeah. And then you're is. out like <laughs> exactly. three years later. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, but, so I, I put it in the chat. Uh, go ahead and hit us with some questions. We're going to close this out soon. We're at 53 minutes. I've had a way too much organic <laughs> vodka. Um, so we're going to – so hit us with the questions. Oh, Br- Brass, you on point. You you right. Listen, <laughs> me and Brass got synergy. That's why we we hang out when, you know, Brass comes down sometimes. And I hang out with his family. And I've, I've talked about how – what a beautiful white family he has. <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful bunch of white people are just like – they're super progressive and liberal. They're just amazing. It's like being in, being in Get Out without having to drink the tea. Sac um, <laughs> passé. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I love how Kenny loved that shit. <laughs> Kenny from Miami for real. Vicio uh, Bueno one says, Bembry time soon come. Uh, so apparently, uh, Bembry, I don't even know his fucking first name. Uh, I just know every yeah, time right. he plays a heat, he kills their ass, uh, is a buyout candidate. And I have my thoughts on Bembry, but I kind of want to listen. I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Because right now we're at the point the trade deadline's over. We have two open roster spots. They have to fill at least one. It's probably going to be Caleb uh, getting a regular contract, but they still have an open roster spot. So the buyout market for the Heat is right. Like they can they can pull uh, they can do something <clears throat> in the buyout market if Bembry's available. Gee, is that somebody that you would look at? Six six, a little on the smaller side, you know. Yeah, so I mean, shooting forty-two percent from three, sixty-two percent at the rim. You want that to be a little higher. Thirty-seven from mid, not good. So, kind of hope he could be a three and D guy. Not a good free throw shooter. Um, doesn't take a lot of attempts, but just really, really poor. Sixty percent free throw shooter. Uh, you know, I, I'm not gonna say no to to a quality player. You know, competes on defense and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think it'd help. Uh, I, I'm not gonna say no. So, I think they do need to find something in the Bembry kind of price range. What I do think is interesting is, and I talked about this um, on MHB today when we talked about the trade deadline stuff, something we have to keep in mind is they have two spots open, but they need to stay under the tax because they cannot become a a repeater tax team by the time that Tyler's extension kicks in. I think that's important for everybody to know. So if they they convert Caleb, because they have some of their mid-level exception money left because they only use seven-something on PJ. So they have like about two sub two and change million that they can use for Caleb. And then that could extend to next year as well. So they can sign Caleb to a two year deal with that money. They can keep them cheap for next year as well. That may be a route that they want to go, but I believe, and I wish Brian was here. If they do that, they probably aren't going to be in the buyout market because they don't want to, because they're so up against the tax that you have to be really careful because if you're a tax team, even by a dollar, you will be a repeater team by the time that Tyler's money kicks in. So that's something to keep aware of if they either go with another guy and ride with Caleb on the two-way and roll the dice in free agency with him, or you just lock Caleb up and you just ride with what you have. I'd like the 
idea of rolling with Caleb as the two-way <laughs> since this season, all of the two-ways were guaranteed anyway. And like, shoot your you shot. You might lose him next year, though. I, I, don't I guess think it's you the do. thing. Huh? I don't I, I I would say shoot your shot with him for like in the offseason. That's what that's what the Heat do, though. They always bet on themselves. Like they're like, yeah. hey. Are you but really going to walk out this door? Wait, I thought he can't play in the postseason as a two-way. I think that, I think they changed that. They changed that. No, I don't. No, no, no. I think no? I, I. Maybe they I, got rid of the fifty-game restriction, but the playoffs. They still got rid still... of the fifty-game restriction, okay. but the two-way players cannot play in the playoffs. I you had not what? heard. That. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call yeah, Brian Goins right now. I'm gonna get to the bottom. Of that. Okay. Yeah, I saw that today. Well, then if that's the case with yeah, yeah, you have to convert Caleb because they need him for the playoffs. Then I didn't know that you have to convert him. Okay. Yeah. So that's why to me. And Bomb, we talked about this earlier. That's why I don't. I'm not a huge fan. If Bembry's the best you can get, then I like Bembry. I do like him as a player, but Bembry does a. There's a lot of redundancy with Caleb, in my opinion. Another six okay. five small ball four. G, mute your microphone while you're talking. He was. No, he I, I want to tell. Him. I want to tell you, Brian. I'm on the phone with Brian. Brian said that. Yeah, he can't play. Wow. Oh yeah, no yeah. brainer. So Alf, Alf, Alf was right. Yeah. That's the right, move, so yeah, okay, so then, but I don't think you get that much redundancy, and it's not redundancy that they are like extra deep in. Like Caleb gives you some downhill thrusts, and I'm watching some Bembry stuff. Like Bembry can give you some downhill stuff from the wing position, and they don't have a lot of that. So at, at most, I think you're getting like reinforcements. I don't know that you're necessarily becoming redundant at that spot, and I think Bembry gives you a bit more size than Caleb. Another springy, you. you can't have too many athletes like you can't have too much energy or too much you know bounce like if he's available and then then i would do it if, if you don't think that something else maybe a bit better is available in that same uh well pond. if we're talking about bio guys then let's bring this one up no i, I, I wanted to go. go to kenny uh, with this one because kenny's about yeah. sentimentality he, he loves some sentimental shit Kenny's a softy, man. Kenny, you just I am. I am. I ain't gonna lie, man. I you am. love you love but... rom coms. And, anyway, we and... should say for the podcast. I have, I have guys ninety four said, "Can we bring up Goran uh, Dragic getting picked up by the Spurs?" Can I He's let me let me there. let me close out the the Caleb thing because Brian just explained it to me. He likely won't take a mid-level, the whatever's left of the MLE, because he's going to just get more money in free agency. So what he said, what he's expected is they sign him for the rest of the deal. They will have his restricted free agency rights. And they'll be able to sign him with their taxpayer, with their non-taxpayer mid-level exception next year. So about kind of like about around the the, the ten million. So he's going to get the prorated okay. minimum. Yes, he's gonna that's get the a prorated yeah. minimum for yeah. this year. So a lot of people are acting like they can't fill out that fifteenth roster spot because of uh, the tax. Um, that's not true. It's not true because everyone thinks that they're going. Like everyone thinks that if they fill out the fifteenth roster spot uh, before the before the deadline to sign players for the playoffs. They're going to go into their tax. That is not true. And I, you you can ask Brian for me, but I don't believe that's true. I believe if they can pick up a 15th roster spot before the playoffs and it doesn't it doesn't put them in the repeater tax. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like real, real quick on Bembry. Um, I, I, I disagree with him being uh, like another Caleb. Caleb like Caleb's guarding one through three most of the time. Uh, he's got. Uh, they have him as their uh, point of attack defender a lot of the times because he's yeah. he's good around screens. He battles. He's scrappy. Bembry's gonna be your three four off the bench more often. He moves the ball well. Uh, he he uh, a positive assist to turnover ratio every year. Uh, he started twenty games with the Nets this season. Like he's 
he's been around enough. And like, I, I mean, the 40% three, like it's on less than a, a three for, per game. Uh, he can hit a, a, a catch and shoot three, but he's going to be a cutter slasher transition guy, a spark plug. Like think Derek Jones without the hot Caleb. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, I listen, but it's not I'm redundant. So don't. So maybe don't use. Re- it's not. Why is it redundant? redundant? You have it's only two people that do the thing. That's redundant. Like my my thing is. So okay. is Max and Duncan redundant? Yeah, no, because one is a starter, one's a bench player. Once you start getting into a bench player and then a third string, you start to get redundant when you're talking about a nine-man rotation in the playoffs. Oh, but he's, <laughs> he's, like, he's like the fifteenth man. There's right? no redundancy yeah, this for this my, my thing is, if you if if you're talking about a backup four, right? Right now, right now, the backup four is Caleb Martin. Right now, give me the other backup four. It's Caleb Martin. So then you move Caleb to the three. Your but why three. would you bring in another Caleb to be Caleb? Because he's not. Like, that's Caleb where I, that's why I don't like the Bembry thing. Because if your backup four is a six five cutter slasher athlete. Why would you bring in another motherfucker that does the same goddamn thing? Because you have the small ball, small ball four already. Now I don't think that's all that Caleb is. I think he does other things, but you can't really tell. I, I don't see, and honestly, I like Bembry as a player. If they bring in Bembry, I'm fine. But don't, I, I don't. I for for someone to tell me that Kate, that Bembry isn't a redundancy over Caleb. That's weird to me because they do the same damn things. No, he opinion. just told you their differences in who they guard. That's yeah, one of your it, major differences. He's stronger than than Caleb. Okay, yeah, he's, like says, they might says have who? Says who? Because I've watched Caleb guard fours all season long. Yeah, you've seen him because guard back fours. Chief ain't been here. Chief ain't been here for a minute. So who's been playing back up four? Caleb and Jimmy. No, I'm 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 am I'm okay with Caleb guarding fours. I don't I don't really think there's an I don't think no, there's I'm not an saying issue. Like, I'm not saying are, are like, we saying that Caleb hasn't done a good job on the no, back so, of the hold on guys Caleb's hurt. That's what I'm saying. It's let's, Caleb's hurt. You need some insurance. Let's well, talk you're gonna yeah. bring in Bembry because you're afraid that Caleb is hurt. Like that no, is he's a, hurt I mean, right now. PJ went down today. To that is a short sighted way to listen. I like Bembry. If that's the best you can do with the back of four, fine. But he's I a little much small rather than at least one four on the team with size. Because I think you need to be a little bigger. I'm with Alpha. I think you need to go I'm like six. To be bigger. I'm I think six, seven to six. Bigger, bigger is the option, <laughs> but that's also not what's being said. But if Denver is the better player than the six, seven guy, are you going to go with the six, seven guy? Right now, yes. I want. I, I would. I'd rather size when Caleb is. So you could choose KZ, Akpala, or Bembry. You're going KZ. No, listen. Uh, no, that's there's, what I'm saying. There's, 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 no, there's no, if if Bembry's the best option, he fits. If Bembry's the best option, I'm fine. But what I'm trying to say is, I don't want three six five power forwards on the Heat. I also want to say, like, like when you when why, you're talking, am I crazy to say I don't want three six five power forwards on on, on the team? No, you're when, when you're when you're talking Bembry's about buyout candidates, the player players often want to do the buyout. They they choose a team that they're going to get playing time. So if you're talking about someone being yeah. like a backup of a backup, good luck.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That that was my thing with Batum because I'm just like, what are There's they going to no sell? Really. What are they going to sell Batum on? Now I think the important thing we have to look yeah, at are the matchups in the much. Eastern Conference. You you have at, at four like you know you have Durant, you have Giannis, and you have Tobias Harris, right? I think the matchups that are issues for those smaller guys are not necessarily Durant. It's more the the Tobias and the and the Giannis. But at that point, you you kind of move a little bigger. You have Bam on those fours, and you put PJ on the smaller fives or on the fives, and that's how you manipulate those matchups. And you just want to get your your bigs and screening actions. So I understand the concern at backup four. I do think Caleb's fine. It's not ideal, but they're really good on offense with it, and they put them on guards, and they, they just like the mobility with their bench, especially because they have... I think a little bit more size in the front end, right? Because like Deadman and Yurt are just bigger than Bam. So you have a little bit more size and like rebound insurance, right? And then you just have all these switchy wings and 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 just you, you just hide Tyler. And the defense has been really good on the bench. So I get everybody's concern. I do think that they need something. I think if it's Bembry, it's fine. If it's I'd prefer a little bigger, but I think Bembry's a totally adequate thing. But I think what Brass says is really the the ticket here. They just can't bring a dude and be like, hey, come here. We might win a title, but also, like, you might not play that much. So you need to find a good sweet spot because their rotation is already really tight, and you, you're not going to take minutes away from Caleb or from other people. So that's really the balancing act that they got to run. And, to, and, and so to, to, um, to add on to G's point also – that is true. They need playing time. If they're on the buyout market, they're kind of fringe NBA players at that point. They need to try to earn another contract. Not necessarily. They might be Demet good was a, players. Was a buyout. Or no, he wasn't in, a buyout. In like he, like, he was out of league for a little bit. He's just home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but either way, they're, they're going to earn more money. They, they're going to look for playing time. I, 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 for, for people looking for Keith. Yeah, this uh, this argument know, is over. Keith comes back. Keith comes I don't back. think Keith's coming back, guys. They we know that they did look at backup fours in the trade market, which just make uh, people are like, oh, they didn't trade. They must feel good about Keith. And I'm like, no, they looked. No, they tried. <laughs> they they looked. Listen, everything I've heard and everything I know is that they tried their damnedest to get a backup four without giving up Duncan or a first round pick, mm-hmm. and they couldn't find a deal. And then um, that's really it. And then people are like, he just didn't do anything. No, they shot Duncan at a first-round pick for a wing player. I heard that they took calls on Tyler or made calls on Tyler. I'm not particularly sure, but I, I they were listen. They were this aggressive. front office does their due diligence. They did, but the the cost was not there. Like so, everybody. The front, that, the front office is not as cocky as the Heat fan. Let's, well, I just I want to I want to put I want to make that clear. The funny thing they is they will make Heat, a move if if there's a move to be made, but there how really many wasn't. Heat fans were like, "Oh man, oh the Heat did nothing at the trade deadline." Well, like, they're sleeping. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't mean they didn't try. No, that doesn't mean they didn't that try. Mean that means a, Jeremy Amazing. Grant didn't go anywhere. Y'all wanted Jeremy Grant, right? Marcus Morris didn't go anywhere. You wanted Marcus Morris. 
uh, Harry uh, B. Harrison Barnes ain't going nowhere. G been pounding the drum for Harrison Barnes for three <laughs> years. And it's, Harrison it's, Barnes it's, might be the only player in King's history to never be traded. Dude, it's bro. insane. <laughs> so let me let me explain something to you. If the Heat didn't get any of these guys, the price was too fucking high. Yeah. Plain and simple. Like you do the, not give up two first round picks for Harrison Barnes. I know G was on board <laughs> with that, but that's wild. I've never been ratioed so hard by Heat Twitter in my life. They Bro, you fucking, are an idiot. Dog, for saying that. They were I had Heat Twitter saying I wouldn't do that just for Duncan. I was like, Y'all hated him a week ago. <laughs> no, I would have done Duncan for Harrison Barnes. I would have oh, yeah, done I would have to. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm not a fan of Marcus Morris, but I know a lot of people love Marcus Morris. Yo, all if of it a was sudden, Marcus Morris for Duncan Robinson straight up, if it no. happened, I would have been okay. But if you're offering Duncan Duncan Robinson and Marcus Morris, D- Duncan Robinson and a first round pick for Marcus Morris, and the Clippers say no, what you gonna you gonna you gonna come back with another offer? Fuck the fuck away. Also, look at the, look at the deals that went down. Like any team that had similar kinds of assets, those deals didn't get made. It was mm-hmm. typically, no, yeah. No difference player at the wing position was moved. And, of, and you, you of, uh, know Derek Chicago you, was making calls because they are, they listen, the it. Heat are looking for a backup four. They fucking just need any four because they don't have one. Right. And they don't know about Pat Williams. And it, it, the fact that they did nothing, I think, has been one of the loudest things of that of today. The fact that the Bulls did nothing to get better. The Lakers did nothing. Oh, the Lakers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they start rough, man. The Knicks did nothing. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, everybody's like, oh, they, they, he should have pushed all their chips to the table. <sighs> what does that even mean? What do you think that he got? Hey, Lace. <laughs> Look, this, this, and, so and it's like I always say, for a trade to happen, the other team also has to say yes. No, that's not true. Apparently, <laughs> no, it's, Twitter doesn't oh, believe that. Is that serious? So, look. Like y'all said, if it's and I don't, I can shed the Duncan bit. Trade deadline's over. I don't give a fuck about this nigga anymore. Look, so the Marquise Morris for Duncan. I mean, Marcus Morris for Duncan. I would love that trade. Hell yeah, bring him in. Especially if Old Depot looks as good as people said. But Marcus Morris has been the Clippers' best player, and they already have Luke Kennard. There's no. Why would they say yes to that? Why would they give him up to us? Because Harrison Barnes has been amazing. Because we wanted it, Kenny. Harrison Barnes has been amazing. Um, the Kings made move got better. They're probably gonna make the playoffs this year. They're not making everyone knows. Uh, Riley just has to nod, and then teams will just do whatever <laughs> they want. So, so like you know, if, if if they don't get a player, it's like it's fully the Heat's fault. I mean, you know, to sleep. So many players that teams are gonna be like, you know what? I think this guy's gonna be better for us than he is with them. You know. And the league already doesn't like the Heat to begin with. They're not they're not doing us any favors. My favorite thing is everyone, th- all the people that think Duncan sucks, right? Why oh, to man. trade him for Jeremy Grant? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you want to trade a guy who sucks and has four more years on his contract for Jeremy Grant? Like, right. You're out, yeah, and you're out there saying, oh, Duncan's going to play in China. But yeah, but yeah, you're looking to fucking, you know, Duncan get like a sharpshooter for him. Years. Like, what like, what are you doing there? Contracts. The second thing is, like, if he's that bad, why would the why would the Detroit say we're gonna give up Jeremy Grant for Duncan Robinson and one first round pick from the top seed in the East? <laughs> because that is basically a second round pick. Yeah. Like Yeah, that that pick is not gonna be good. 
No. And Duncan has four years left on his contract. Like, are you saying that's a good Duncan's thing? Duncan's making too much money. But the best. No, no, I'm saying that it's a, it's not that is a best asset to trade yeah. with a sweetener, but it's very hard to get somebody to come up off of because all the the way the contracts are all set up, it's very hard to come up get off of a guy like Jeremy Grant, Marcus Morris, best players on a team. And then saddle yourself to Duncan Robinson for four more years if you don't think Duncan Robinson's all that. And the Heat are too good for their first round picks to be worse shit. Yeah. And and you're if you're Detroit, you have you like Jeremy Grant's been your superstar. Uh, and you're gonna say, Hey, we're trading for a shooter who's got four years left and is on a down year. Like, <laughs> you're, how are you gonna sell that to your fans? <laughs> I, I Alf, I think this is an argument under. Whenever there's a star to be had, at bare minimum, they get in the room. Regardless mm-hmm. of what assets they had. They got a meeting with LaMarcus Aldridge and all they had was a mid-level yep. exception. They got Jimmy Butler with no assets and, and capped out. They got off of Hassan Whiteside with a phone call. At two phone calls because they almost got rid of him twice. In the same they night. got off Mo Harkless twice. They got off Mo Harkless <laughs> twice, right? They got off of James Johnson <laughs> and, and, and they, they just they get off whoever they want Almost whenever they, the on waiters, they, they, Tyler Johnson, just every contract that we've fucking complained and did months of shows on, they got rid of. And most, most of the good stars that are available, again, at bare minimum, they got, they got a fucking meeting with Kevin Durant. They got a fucking meeting with, like I said, LaMarcus. They get there in the call every time. So when push comes to shove and they got to move Duncan, they're going to move Duncan. So we don't got to worry about that. And if there's not a trade to be made to make them better, they're just not going to do it. And we got to trust Pat and Andy. What's the point? You know why you don't trade Duncan Robinson? Trust Pat and Andy. You want because Duncan Robinson, Tyler after an extension, and two first-round picks gets you Donovan Mitchell. He's their only ticket. He is their only salary to move. I thought you don't trade him because then you wouldn't have tres leches. <laughs> Fuck Tris Leches. Do you know why you don't do you know why you don't get rid of Duncan Robinson? I'll tell you, I'll tell you straight up. Because he's he's never gonna give you up. He's never gonna <laughs> let you down. He's never gonna run around or desert you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.